Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. And we're into extra time. Hello and welcome to Extra Time, RNZ Sports web-only podcast. I'm Matt Chatterton. While most of New Zealand's sport fraternity will be focusing on the start of the 2019 Super Rugby season and the Black Caps' second ODI against Bangladesh this weekend, we'll start by focusing on what happened last weekend in Melbourne at UFC 234. Here to discuss it all is RNZ's combat sports specialist, Ravinda Hunia, as well as Matt Toa. Matt runs Team Hammerhead MMA in Mosgiel. He's a former MMA fighter himself and is one of the country's elite coaches. Welcome to the both of you. Kia ora. Thank you very much, Matt. Kia ora. All right, well, thank you guys for your time. Uh, first off, let's recap what happened at UFC 234 with the main event. Obviously, we had New Zealand's Israel Adesanya, uh, his win over Brazilian legend Anderson Silva. I'll go to you first, Ravinda. Um, mm-hmm. From what you saw in the fight, what did you what did you make of it? Given there was quite a lot of build-up to this, and then there was obviously also the cancellation of the main event with Robert yeah. Whitaker. How do you think um, Israel Adesanya handled that pressure and, and that big uh, big moment, I suppose? I think in true Israel Adesanya fashion, he handled it with the utmost professionalism and respect for his opponent, and that was really impressive on his part to be given that situation. So last minute, he he said in the post-fight press conference that he woke up to the news. His dad had put a message into their family Viber chat, and that's how he found out. So um, to step into the ring and to perform the way he did, I thought, was quite outstanding on his part. I, I do wish that it was a five-round fight, though, <laughs> for a main event. It still stuck to the to the three-round as was originally planned. But no one really knew what to expect coming into this fight. We knew that it was, you know, the prodigy versus the veteran, and um, no one really knew what each fighter was going to bring to each other with their styles being so similar but from fight week when they started their their face-offs and the 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 pre-fight press conferences you could see the mood really changed from this challenge to this utmost respect by these um, two fighters and which I don't think you really see that too often um, on the big stage like that especially with a fighter like Izzy who has such a huge bravado but you know, he showed the utmost respect to, to the man, Anderson Silva, who brought him into this game. Yeah, I mean, taking a look at some of the footage uh, on social media of uh, the uh, reaction after the fight, even with, with their bowing that they did uh, post-fight, mm. it looked like a, an incredible experience for both of them. And as you point out, um, Anderson Silva has been a uh, role model for, for, the, uh, for the UFC for a long time, a, mm. a legend essentially, and for Israel Adesanya to get to fight him obviously was a big moment for him. A question for you, Matt. From what you saw, do you think Adesanya is capable of being a destructive force in the UFC from what you saw? And if so, why do you think that? 
I definitely do. One thing about uh, Israel is I've been following him all the way through his career and um, seen a, a wide variety of his skills. So I definitely think he's got what it takes to um, uh, be a middleweight champion and also to go out there and, yeah, really, really put New Zealand on the map in the MMA mm. scene. I mean, taking a look at it, the UFC has a lot of big names. I mean, you've got the likes of uh, Conor McGregor. Uh, I mean, from back in the day, we had Ronda Rousey, obviously. These are like household names in mainstream sport now. Um, so Israel Adesanya, is he capable of you know, footing it with that, do you think, Matt? Do you think he could be uh, up on that level, possibly? Oh, for sure. Look, um, Israel brings the, the, the total package to the um, to the sport. Not only can he perform inside the uh, cage or the octagon, he can do uh, all the stuff that's required outside as well. He's a, a charismatic guy. He's very witty and intelligent and um, and very clever with things that he does too. So um, combining all of those skills together, he's got um, what, what the fans really want to see. And oh, just to, to add to that, Matt would know this because following Israel so long in his career it's not like Izzy's just come on the scene over this past year in his UFC career, he has been on the MMA stage, kickboxing stage boxing stage for so many years and he's the you know like the perfect example of the evolved fighter now, so when you mention the Conor McGregor's and the Ronda Rousey's and things like that, he had already been long fighting before, yeah. I mean not, I mean outside of the UFC Yeah, yeah, because I mean well. he's, he's had something like 16 fights already hasn't he, from what I was taking a look at like he's obviously been around long enough, so yeah, his Muay Thai yeah. record is something like sixty or something, isn't wow. it? Wow, wow, yeah, yes, yes, he's definitely up there. Yeah. I think it might even be possibly a few more. So mm. he's been experienced, and 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 also um, in tournament style format as well. Uh, he's been the King of the Ring champion many times, and I also remember watching him uh, win the King of the Ring tournament uh, a weight division or even two above him on a mm. Saturday night, and then on Tuesday he was winning the um, Super Eight boxing competition. So um, yeah, very and um, yeah, loves to fight. Yeah, keeping himself busy by the sounds of it. Holy <laughs> moly. We obviously also saw a couple of other fights uh, on uh, UFC 234 that involved New Zealanders. We had Kai Kara France and mm-hmm. Shane Young uh, fighting. They both uh, won, which mm-hmm. uh, was, was great for them, obviously. On a global scale, looking at the sport, because it is global, uh, whether you're looking at UFC or is it the one championship in Asia, mm-hmm. do you think New Zealand is punching above its weight, so to speak, considering how many other uh, countries and, and uh, competitors there are out there? I think, I, you know, we think that because New Zealand is such a small country. So we think, oh, it's such a small country that we can't have, you know, this plethora of, um, you know, talent here in New Zealand. But um, New Zealand fighters have been on the world stage for a very long time. And that even goes, you know, when we're thinking about like the Mark Hunts and the Ray Seffels and, you know, even Mike Angove was on the international stage at one point. Doug Viney, who now trains um, junior fast. So New Zealand have been on the map for a long time and there was a time there when it was back in the K1 days where New Zealand were doing really well on those stages and you know there was kind of a gap in between then to now and it's kind of coming back now with, with the Israels and the Kais and the Shanes. So the the history of MMA and combat sport in New Zealand is very rich. It's just now only coming to the surface in my opinion and being revived. 
Well, I guess a big part of that obviously is the explosion, I suppose you would say, of the UFC. Like it's mm. been around, what, 25 years, but in the yep. sort of mid to late 2000s and, and in particular in the 2010 period onwards, it's mm-hmm. really, really taken off uh, right. globally um, given all the uh, work that's gone on behind the scenes. I must admit that I'm not much of an MMA guy myself. Like I'm a very <laughs> passive human being, uh, mm-hmm. try to avoid conflict as much as possible, you might even say. <laughs> um, and I, I, do, I mean, I understand the appeal globally to it's an incredibly polarizing sport too isn't it i mean you've got those people on the fence like some here in the newsroom here in wellington who would never watch it i'd probably yeah. say they tend to be on the older demographic i don't mean to be rude to anyone in there but um it, it <laughs> seems like a lot of a lot of people uh younger people are really into it and at the end of the day it does have the word art in it mma mm. mixed martial arts it is considered an art form i'll go to you matt or what what is it that attracts people first to you matt uh, what is it that attracts people to MMA? What makes people like it, do you think? Well, I think, um, you know, as a human being, it's been something that's been uh, watched and, and celebrated for hundreds of years, um, going back to the Coliseum days. It's always been something that has been a form of entertainment for for, for people for, for a long time. And then, I guess, in recent years, we've had uh, separate styles like boxing and karate and wrestling and uh, taekwondo, different individual styles. And then the question sort of got posed, what, who would win out of a good Muay Thai fighter and a good boxer? And all these questions were sort of getting asked and now um, you know, there's a format for, for these guys to go out and prove which style was the most successful and um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu really took the world um, mm-hmm. stage and so took yeah, yeah, took over from there and then um, now it's really evolved into a sport of its own where, where you've got to know all of these techniques or at least a good um, array of them and then um, yeah, it comes down to who takes the best options on the night. And you, Ravinda, what what mm. what do you think it is about it that people really you know come to? I mean, you look at the stadiums; they're sold out, and you've got yeah. millions of dollars made each time they they have pay per view event. Obviously, mm. it's popular. You know, it's in people's homes now. You know, it never used to be before. You had to know people who were in the who were in the circle. That's how I met Matt Tor. Actually, I eh, met we met through you know the MMA circles because my husband used to own. Um, an MMA gym in Manukau in South Auckland. So that's how um, I got to know people like Matt and people within that MMA circle. It's no longer like really like that anymore because it's in our homes, it's on television, and cr- characters are being created on those stages. Not so much like WWE characters, but when you think about someone like Israel Adesunya, a lot of people who aren't really the MMA fans will talk about his character and what he says after a fight or what he says on his Instagram or things like that over, what, over his skill or what, what he does in the octagon in terms of performance. So it's, being, it's becoming more relatable to, to, to people other than just those MMA fans. I must say, it's also done a good job, uh, I think, on the equality side of things, because I know for a long time uh, women weren't allowed to compete in the UFC mm. in particular, and then uh, Dana White changed his mind on that, and, and then you had the likes of Ronda Rousey, who became a household name and was essentially the face of the franchise for a while back then. Um, and, you know, they were having uh, main events with Ronda Rousey, which was quite remarkable in a way, or, or women in a way, which obviously there are still sports in the world where that isn't the case. Mm. But, I mean, the, one, of, uh, one of the things I guess a lot of people um, 
even I've seen it and I've been like, ooh, that doesn't look nice. But I mean, I'll probably throw this to you, Matt, because you've probably experienced getting punched in the face a few times uh, <laughs> being in the ring. But, hey, I um, have too. <laughs> sorry, and Ravinda, you might be able to answer this. But I mean, no, there, are some, <laughs> there, are, there, are some, there are some fights where you'll see someone has clearly got knocked out and then they'll still get pummeled in the face before the referee comes, mm. uh, comes in and calls it off. Now, to me, that seems like barbaric in a way, but um, is, is there a reason behind it? I know it's heavily regulated the UFC, but is there, is there reasons behind why that sort of stuff happens, Matt? Yeah, look, I guess um, um, some of the isolated um, incidences that you're talking about, Matt, can be um, put down to human error and things like that um, with uh, uh, the referee maybe not being in the right position or not close enough to be able to stop it um, early enough. Um, but I do know that there's a lot of training going on around the world and a lot of people getting more and more educated on um, when the right time to be in there because the main thing is fighter safety um, for the people regulating the sport and um, yeah, I guess the more and more the sport evolves the more um, things get put in place to, to protect the fighters. Very true. And, I mean, these guys that are getting in the ring, they know what they're getting into when they go in, don't they? I mean, they know they're going to get punched in the face. Like, hence why I'll stay as far away from it as possible. <laughs> um, but, but like, it's, it's just, it's it's a remarkable sense knowing that you're going to get hurt going into something. I know there is contact sport all around the world, but this uh, this almost seems a little more confronting. Like, I must admit, looking at uh, MMA, it's, I've, I've always watched boxing. I was never a huge fan until I started following Joseph Park. Parker in Auckland, but it's softened my stance on boxing a little bit, I've noticed. Like, I actually really get into the art form of it now from watching it, and I understand how much discipline and skill it takes to compete at that. Yes, and definitely. Look, I guess, um, just using your analogy about getting um, hurt and knowing you're going to get hurt, I guess it's like going onto a football field and thinking, oh, I'm going to get tackled, it's going to hurt. But, I mean, if you focus on that sort of things, then um, the other aspects of the game don't really get a chance to, to flourish. So um, it definitely is a contact sport, but I guess the more that people train, they get more familiar and more comfortable in these situations and learn more techniques to avoid getting hit, hopefully, uh, the better they get. But, yeah, it is part of the sport. It's part of the uh, enigma around MMA. Is uh, you never know who's going to win a fight. Really, on on paper, it could look like it's stacked one way, and then uh, the other person gets that shot and that finishes the fight. So, yeah, it's, it's, that's uh, that's why I believe people are really into it. I guess that's the whole point of Ultimate Fighter Championship, isn't it? You know, you want to find out who is the best. So you've got all these all these different disciplines taking part, and you you get to the end, and you've you've got your uh, your champion. Um, finally, from both of you, I guess um, looking ahead, it seems as though the sport is only going to get bigger. Should I say? And your view from both of you might start with you, Ravinder, on this. Mm-hmm. Um, how big do you think the sport could get? I mean, we, we see it as the most you know uh, what, what is it? It's the fastest growing sport uh, mm-hmm. uh, to be watched. And, and uh, participated in worldwide. Uh, do you see that trend continuing? Oh, most definitely. The the great thing about what MMA has brought to the table, even in terms of high performance in New Zealand, is you see rugby teams, league teams, netball teams tapping into MMA as a course of training to help with strength and agility and fitness. It's just a different kind of fitness, and of course um, Matt can attest to that, running a gym himself. And that's going to help grow the sport as well. It wouldn't surprise me if footballers over in America are doing it. I know teams in the NRL are most definitely doing it, and um, most recently I think the, um, the B-Squad to the Mystics 
that's also doing wrestling in Auckland as well. So, you know, with things like that, MMA is just getting, you know, it's spreading and spreading and spreading. I think within New Zealand, women in the UFC would be would be a great thing. And, you know, so there's so much more room to move. I know that the women within the UFC are fighting to open up more weight divisions for them as well to go a bit heavier um, so that um, there's more divisions um, for them to take part in. But it can only get bigger and better and the, uh, it never stops. And you'll see stars on the stage uh, performing, winning bouts and, and something like that and it won't take long before someone else is, is coming in um, over the top and topping that one and topping that one. The, the sport just continues to evolve, which means, you know, the longevity of the sport, it's, you know, it's endless. And, and from you, Matt, I guess you've got the unique experience or um, perspective that you run your own gym. You see what it's like with uh, more people coming on board. Is that the case, though? Are more people, you know, coming to your gym because they're interested in MMA and UFC and the UFC? Oh, for sure, Matt. Look, um, I've noticed uh, a massive change in the demographic of our gym. Um, you know, it used to be a lot of the um, sort of kids used to come to me from troubled backgrounds back when we first started a long time ago, 10 years ago. Um, and, uh, you know, kids that were sort of getting into mischief, but they, they needed an outlet. So that's how we sort of started off. And um, now, look, nowadays we've got a really great culture out of our gym where people are sort of trying to pick each other up and help each other get over the line. And, um, yeah, look, some of my biggest classes these days are the female classes and the the kids class as well um mm. we've, we've got sort of children from five years to 14 years and um yeah some of them have already had sort of four years training under their belts now so um hopefully by the time it gets to the olympics these these uh, kids will be ready to go well it certainly sounds like we've got a bright and long future with uh, mma in new zealand uh, and the world for that matter hey matt toa and ravinda hunia thank you so much for your time i really do appreciate it That is Extra Time for this week. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you next week. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.